everybody. This is your boy, John, and with me is Matt, as always, with the Geeks from the Multiverse podcast. What's up, everybody? So, we wanted to say this real quick. You know, we took a, you know, kind of that break in between, but you know what? It, it kind of helped us a little bit, you know, kind of, you know, re, I don't even know how to put it, Matt. Like, kind of like reorganize our thoughts a little bit, maybe like took a little bit of a break from everything, you know, and kind of regathered, you know, our mojo, I guess you want to call it, like Austin Powers, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, chill out and relax kind of thing. Yeah, what are you trying to say, Matt? Are you trying to say, like, your TikTok that you've been doing? <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, a little little TikTok uh, segment that we started, you know? No, 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 it's, no, it's no, 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 hold on a minute. You started this, not me. You started this one, not me. But if you want to check it out on TikTok, it's Matt's Salty Tips, okay? Not the other way of saying it, but it's tips, okay? Tips. So... Yes. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, so we got a brand new episode, of course. So really, this episode is going to be about the DC reboot, right? And boo, yes, well, we're going to say it because both Matt and I, you know, we're Marvel fans through and through, blood and you know, thick and blood and everything else. But I'll tell you what, DC needs to work a hell of a lot better than what they're doing right now, because what we're going to be talking about is literally the whole entire thing of what James Gunn. And who was that other guy? Peter Safran. Okay, so the, these two gentlemen, okay, we know James Gunn, right? Because if you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy, right, he's done an amazing job. He knows his stuff. But, like, if you start looking at what he's doing now, oh, God. Like, I, whoever, if you're a DC fan, you know what? Uh, I'm going to say it to you, man. This is not your time. This is not, this is definitely not going to be your no. time. No. And, you know, we actually have a quick announcement. I'm going to let Matt take this one. Well, you know, uh, not too long ago, we did launch our merch store. Whoop, whoop. So we do have, I mean, I think there's three t-shirts <laughs> and there's a hoodie. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a couple other products in there. You know, there's a couple stickers and a tumbler. Um, you know, I'm actually wearing one right now. And I'm going to post a picture of, you know, me wearing this shirt, even though, you know, on our website and I think on TikTok and Facebook. I think there's a few pictures that we have posted. Yeah, I mean, well, like I said, I mean, if you check it out, you know, you'll probably be able to see it. But as what Matt's wearing right now, it's kind of like that naughty by nature kind of feel, but it's a parody of it. So it's geeky by nature. And on the sides of the, the actual sleeves, it actually has our, you know, logo, which is actually kind of cool. And it turns out that Matt, you know, paid for this and it took a month. So we're going to try to find something that's a little bit quicker so that way when you guys actually do purchase stuff like this, it's not going to take months and months on end because, you know, of course, we want you guys to enjoy it and then, you know, share it and, you know, like let yeah. other people know about our podcast. Yeah, right. I mean, the one problem with the shirt that I actually have was, you know, the manufacturer was in Germany. So we did remake the shirt with a USA printer. So that should shorten the time but the one thing you know if you do order anything on the site they do have to take the time to make each shirt so it's not already made t-shirts they do have to print them so there is a little bit extra time needed to actually print the shirts so right so just keep in mind whenever you're ordering it, it you know it's not it's not really us doing this it's more the manufacturers that we're using and then you know it, it could take a bit you know what i mean but you know, Matt, we haven't done this in a bit, you know, so we, in our very, I would say in our first couple episodes, we started doing basically icebreakers. We kind of like broke, 
you know, some of the things and we, you know, use some jokes or did some kind of like, you know, facts or whatever, right? Just or little like news bits, but yeah, yeah. You know, we we were like, you know what? Well, let's bring it back, man, because you know this is our what twenty second now. I mean, you know, we're we're past the twenty, you know, episode mark. So I mean, that's for us. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, that's yeah, that's an accomplishment yeah. and a half. So and we meant to do this. I think this little bit more than we have thus far, but you know, we're bringing it back because I think some of these are pretty funny. And we're going to come up with more that, you know, are also equally as funny. So what we're going to be doing is you might be a geek, which is kind of the play on Jeff Foxworthy's you might be a redneck joke that he does in his comedy bit. Right. So, you know what? I'll, I'll go first. Right. So, you know, you might be a geek, right, if you use a same password or username that is based on a movie or TV show or even a video game, right? Cause I mean, I, I would say that you might be a geek if you, you know, you do all those things, you know, and it's true though. I mean, if like, you're like, you know, a Star Trek fan or, you know, Star Wars, you're like, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, nine zero nine, you know, like, and that's your password or if that's like your username. That's a really lame password. I mean, I, mean, <laughs> I understand it's a lame password, but I'm like, you know, who knows? I mean, I'm sorry if whoever is that password, but I mean, it, it just, it's just a common, whatever, you know, don't look around if that's your password because you're going to let everybody else around you know. <laughs> yeah, that's the most common password. Those hackers out there, I tell you, they're going to they're going to steal all your, you know, you know, your Netflix and Hulu accounts and everything else in there. All right, so I guess I'll uh I'll do mine then. All right, so if normal conversations usually have some kind of a movie, TV show or video game quote, you might be a geek. Well, I will say this, like, you know, when you when you know you're a geek or a nerd, let, let's say I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. I, I love my wife and all, but, you know, she literally quotes like Toy Story, Harry Potter. Like it, it's it's crazy, man. Like it's to the point where the movie comes on and she'll like literally start saying it with the actual movie or like TV show or whatever. And, it, and it's actually kind of scary because I do that. Yeah, but I can't do that, man. Like I, <laughs> I'll admit, like my memory is crap. Like it, it's like I might remember certain things, but like I'm not going to repeat every single quote from that movie or whatever. There'll be movies that I'll, you know, I'll just be watching and my wife will just be like, you're watching this again. Yeah. For the 75th time. Yeah. No, no, no. And I'll be like, yeah. And I'll sit there and I'll be like either mouthing the words or I'll be saying the words. And she, like she got lost. Oh, like the TV show lost before she walked in the room and figured out what I was watching. Like she's already gone. She's like, nope, never mind. I don't care. You're like, you know what? Just, <laughs> just <laughs> do like, you, buddy. No, like, I don't. I don't care anymore. I don't like, care what you're doing. Like, nope. I, I, like, don't even bother. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving the room right now. But it is true. I mean, I think like the the signal fire that would say that you're a geek is if in any kind of social context you have that rapid fire quote no matter the social context that you're in, whether you're at work, at a party, at a friend's house, on a podcast, yeah, like, like, you know, right now, yeah, whatever situation you're in, you can sit there and quote a movie or a TV show or a video game or whatever it is. That's your signal. That's like, wait a minute. I do that all the time. Like I'll admit like you're a geek then. So like, <laughs> so like I'll admit like even Marvel quotes, like, 
there's very few that I can like distinctly like distinguishly remember, but like like I could probably do that more than the DC side of the house. So like since that's we are, you know, talking about that right now, you know, it's it's pretty sad when you know, especially the newer movies that are coming out, um, you know, it, it doesn't seem like it's the same vibe. It's not the same kind of like story driven like Marvel has been doing, you know what I mean? And so, you know, it's pretty sad in my opinion that when you start getting these reboots and all these things, I mean, I couldn't tell you how many times they've redone Batman, Superman, you know, and you know, some of them are great and some of them, yeah, like, I don't, I don't know what to say, but it, it's sad, you know, and you know, you start throwing out like different characters, like they've been doing like flash and now going to be blue beetle, you know, that, that, that the newer one's coming out, but it, it's sad that, you know, you start getting these characters. Like if you know the comics, that's great. But, you know, when you start looking at the characters themselves, it's like, what's the story behind it? And are they actually going to do a good job? Hopefully with the actors that they chose. Right. And this is like, I think this is one of the ongoing problems and we'll, I think dive more into, you know, the movies in particular, because this DC reboot is not just going to be this singular episode. This is going to be a three episode series. So the next three episodes, we're going to be talking about it. This episode, we're specifically talking just about the reboot, but we will get into, you know, the next episode, the movies that we've seen and will be seeing. And then the next one wait, wait, wait. after you mean that, we'll be talking about the TV shows. No, well, hold on. When you say we'll be seeing, <laughs> do you think that I'm going to see some of these movies? Somebody will. I mean, it, I don't know if it'll be me. Cause I don't know about the flash one, man. Cause I understand people are like, man, Michael Keaton, man, like he's the boss, but it's like, maybe I'll see it because of that, but nothing I, else. You know, I do want to see it, but I'm, I'm not willing right now to put the 1999 price tag <laughs> yeah. to actually rent the movie or buy it for 24. Look, man, I just, I can't do it. Look, I honestly, the one movie that I would rather see than DC is Transformers, the new like rise of beast. Like that one, I would, I would go pay granted. It's actually on Paramount plus just so you know. Like, I would be like, yeah, let's go watch that more than I'd be like, hey, let's go see the new Flash movie or let's go see the new BB, the Blue Beetle movie that's coming out in like, you know, a couple months from now. But And this is the conversation we'll get into with the movies and the ones that are coming out because there are DC movies that have not come out yet that are completely irrelevant, which is what we'll get into in yes, this episode, but we'll get into that in the next episode. But yeah. I guess let's get geeky and talk about the DC reboot. Oh boy, here we go. So, Matt, you know what? What do you, I guess? What are your initial thoughts on this? Because you know, when I look at like DC, right? So, like, if you look at the you know the comic books and you know how do they relate to like especially the the newer ones, right? Or or at least the reboot wise, like how well do you think they're gonna actually do a good job on like Superman, Batman, you know, Joker, and all and all these other ones that are like well known in the DC universe wise. I don't think it's going to do well at all. But before we get there, um, for some people that don't know, um, James Gunn and Peter Safran are co-CEOs of what used to be DC Films, which is now DC Studios. And DC Studios is now in charge of all film, television, and animated projects. Well, so yeah, if you don't know James Gunn, he is a filmmaker and screenwriter. He did all three of the Guardians of the Galaxy. He also did Suicide Squad. 
And if I'm not mistaken, he also actually, no, he did Peacemaker as well. Correct. So he, I mean, he's well known in, in the, you know, Marvel and, and now in DC, but um, what about the other guy? Cause I don't really know a whole so lot about him. Peter Safran is a film producer and manager. So he was a producer for a lot of Warner brother movies, uh, specifically like conjuring series, Annabelle, the nun, he was a, a a producer for a lot of those films. Oh, so like horror films, basically. Well, I mean, it's thrilling in... in yeah, weird, yeah, yeah. And for some of the DC movies, he actually did uh, Shazam 1 and 2. Okay. Um, Aquaman 1 and 2. Because there is a second one still coming out. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And he was also an executive producer. I mean, so if I'm basing it off of those two films, like the Shazam and, and Aquaman, so like the first, I would say the, the two Shazam movies, I mean, I've seen them both. They're not bad, you know, overall. I think they, they did a good job, but like, you know, Aquaman, you know, for the character that, he, you know, Jason Momoa portrayed, like he, he did a good job in that movie, you know, but I don't know about the second one, man, because I know, um, you know, what I've noticed actually with DC more and more, I mean, granted, Marvel's kind of, almost with the actors wise, they're, they're kind of leading in that same direction. It seems like a, a lot of the characters or the people that they choose to play these characters, either they're getting arrested for, you know, domestic <laughs> violence or, or something like that. And now they have to change. Like, so again, like the flash, right? Like he's, I'm pretty, I don't know. I know he got arrested or he's, he's under some charges or something, but like they have to now think about their, you know, the, the, again, do another reboot on the flash again. Because of what this guy did, I don't remember exactly what he did, yeah. but you know, like I, I don't know. But as far as like those two guys, um, I from what I was reading, I guess Gunn is more focused on overseeing creative aspects of the DC projects, and then Safran will be focused on and oversee production aspects. So that's kind of their their roles as far as like co-CEOs. So James Gunn's more of the creative. He'll probably be more in charge of screen, like screenwriting, coming up with the ideas of what the direction they want to go in. And then Safran will be in charge of like producing and getting the stuff out. It, it kind of reminds me of you, Matt. Like you kind of do both of those things. Like you're, you're kind of a mixture of both in that sense. Like if I'm taking a guess at this, you know, like, like I, I can't say that I'm one of those two, but I would say that you're both. I think they both. I, I do both. I do both. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'll I'll, I'll chime in here and there, and he's like, "Yep, yeah, nope, denied, not happening." <laughs> and I'm like, "All right, cool, whatever." So, when they when these two guys came together, DC kind of was on this downward spiral. Oh, you mean if like you can has? if you can call it a downward spiral? I mean, they were really just not. I mean, D DC as a whole, maybe comics wise, they were really doing okay but movies and television like it they just weren't melding so when james gunn and peter safran came in their whole initial idea is we need to reboot this whole thing and start fresh and that sounds great on paper yeah and i mean when you put it down on paper like like even our episodes like it might sound great but it doesn't mean it's gonna do well in the in like the overall production and right. like the whole you know creative theory here, it sounds great on paper, but when you actually think about how they want to do it, and the whole idea of their reboot is everything outside of 
new projects. And that's not even like we're talking movies that haven't come out yet, like Aquaman. Uh, there's another Joker coming out. There's a whole bunch of different movies that are still set to come out. Those are no longer going to be part of the DC universe. They're actually going to be branded as something else. And they're currently branding every project that has ever come out as DC Elseworlds. You know, when they when they came up with that name, like why why would you call it Elseworlds? Like why why not call it like uh, like I don't know, multiverse or like a you know, alternative timeline, I don't, I don't know, something different. Like, why Elseworlds, you know, out of all names? You know, I, I don't know. I mean, it, on one end, it, it gives you a way to call up those particular characters if you do ever want to call them up again, because it's not like you're just saying they no longer exist. Except, like, when you burn a character like Henry C- Cavill. Like, when you, yeah, yeah. when you burn him. He'll never come back as Superman, no matter how much you want to pay him. And as a, you know, as an actor, no DC movie is going to pay him a billion dollars. No, I mean, even in Marvel, I mean, like the most highest paid actor at the time was RDJ, like, you know, Robert Downey Jr. Like he, yeah. he was the highest paid one there. And I mean, he was only making, I think he was close to like a hundred million per movie or like, depending on what it was at the time. But I mean, there's no way that, you know, DC actors are going to get like, like you said, over a hundred, you know, whatever, like it's not possible. I mean, these movies would have to be like, again, like on end game status or higher to get even right. close to being right. making that. So, I mean, it, it does make it a way for you to call back those characters. If you do want them, like maybe a Jason Momoa or, I mean, Gal Gadot has already said she's not re- ever returning as Wonder Woman. Yeah. And she's it, already said it. I mean, and it's sad because she did an amazing job. Like, she really portrayed that role really well. And just like Jason Momoa, like, you know, even in his first movie, like, yeah, I mean, it was a little weird at first, but I mean, but he he still got into it. Like, he's still like the character and it was still embodying him. But it's like, you know, like I mentioned with The Flash, like, I don't I don't really see, you know, him being him the entire time. Like, I feel like they're going to, my guess is they're probably going to reboot him. Just like they're going to redo everything else. And it's like, you know, when they did the Justice League, Right. And they introduced all these characters. You know, that's great. You you already know Superman. Right. And you kind of know Batman a little bit. But then it was all of a sudden like, OK, we're going to bring in Cyborg. We're going to bring in, you know, Flash. We're going to bring in um, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, all these others. And yeah. it's like, OK, cool. Like you you've already established some characters. But why are you bringing in other characters that haven't been introduced yet? And nobody knows unless you've read the comics. You know? Right. So DC Elseworlds and uh, I'm going to, this isn't all the brands and all the characters that are going to be in this brand. Cause there's, I mean, there's so many to, to mention that this would take probably three or four hours. And I, obviously we don't have that kind of time, but some of the, some of the brands that will exist that already do exist within DC Elseworlds, um, the man and the man of steel series that was, you know, the, the Henry Cavill Superman. That's DC Elseworlds, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Black Adam, Shazam, The Dark Knight. Those are all DC Elseworlds. Batman with Ben Affleck, Joker, uh, all the CW TV shows. <laughs> Which is sad. Um, 
the HBO Max TV show. So like Titans and Doom Patrol. DC Elseworlds. I'm assuming Peacemaker too. Peacemaker is different, I think, um, because that was actually James Gunn created the show. So I think I think he might still have a place from what I was reading, but technically, yes. I mean, because if you think about it, I mean, that would fall into that category if we're talking about that. Technically, yes. But most of the you know animated movies, um, some of the shows are unknown how they play in the new DCU. Um, some may be rebranded, some may not be. Um, like you may see, you may not see Peacemaker, but you may see the character of Peacemaker in something else. Yeah, and so it it, it kind of reminds me of like, you know, when you look at Marvel, when, you know, Chris Evans technically started out as the Human Torch, right? In like the, the Marvel side, and then all of a sudden he switched over, excuse me, to Captain America, right? So, you know, it, it's kind of that same concept, but it's, it's you know, for Marvel-wise, I mean, they didn't own the rights to Fantastic Four at that time, so whatever, it's not a big deal. So they can get rid of it and not, and it doesn't matter. But like, you know, with these guys and, and these gals that are playing them, it's like, you're really literally just scrapping everything that you've ever done in the DC, you know, universe itself and saying, you know what, screw it, here you go. We're going to put it over here and then we're going to redo yeah. everything once again. And it's like, you know, I think the biggest question that I know Matt and I have always asked about like DC is how many times do you have to reboot something or how many times do you have to recreate something more than, you know, five, 10, however many times to finally get something right, right? To get an actual story and actually make it a lovable and, I, and everything else. I do think that that's a valid, you know, it's a valid thing. And I think there's something that we said in the video game adaptation series that applies to comic book movies. Because essentially it's kind of the same thing if you do think about it. When you adapt a video game to a movie, you're also adapting a comic book to film so it's very much the same conversation where you, you get these filmmakers and these writers in a room that know nothing about the source material i actually was reading a story that hugh jackman who we know as wolverine oh yeah like initially when he read the script he thought he was playing a wolverine character not the Marvel mutant Wolverine, Wolverine, but an actual animal Wolverine character. Well, I mean, look at Christian Bale. Until I mean, he was told, no, 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 this is a comic book character. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> what I'm what I'm saying is, is Christian Bale didn't even know what he was talking about either when he was reading his character at the time when he was in Thor Ragnarok. Uh, not and, Thor Ragnarok. Um, sorry. Um, oh, my drawing a blank here. What am I? Night. No, not Dark Knight. I'm talking about um, the newest Thor. Oh, Love and Thunder. My bad. So like, oh yeah, he, did, yeah. he didn't even know what he was playing either. Like Gore, the the, the God Butcher. Like he had and no this is the whatever. core problem. Is what I'm saying is, you have these people who are producing, directing, writing these films, creating these films who know nothing about the source material, and I'm going to talk more specifically on Man of Steel because this one really grinds my gears. Not to get all Peter Griffin on you. Oh, Peter Griffin. But this movie really grinds my gears because as much as I do love Henry Cavill, not in that way, but... Whoa, Matt. Um, 
as much as I do like I I like how he looked as Superman, the portrayal of Superman and Man of Steel and you know Batman versus Superman completely wrong. I guess uh, go ahead and elaborate that because I I'm are you talking about like how dark he was or are we talking like how dark he was like just the like just wanton destruction like no there if you watch Man of Steel there is no point in that movie when you're watching it where he has any like thought of like human lives are being lost right here when he's fighting Zod. Right. And I mean, if you look at, you know, comic books and, and everything else, it's like, it's like night and day, right? Because you're looking at Superman as this like genuine, you know, superhero. He understands that, yes, he is an alien from outer space and, you know, he does care for life around him and everything else. And he understands that his power, you know, in the wrong hands can be used, you know, for evil purposes and everything else. But it's you're right. I mean, having that dark side to him and it's only facing. You know, he was completely opposite of that in Man of Steel. Right. And in, in the very beginning, when his father died, instead of like becoming who he was, he disappeared. If you remember the movie. Oh, yeah. No, he completely disappears. Yeah. And, he, and it, it's just like it, it's sad that, you know, they I this is when both Matt and I agree on this. It's like the directors will say okay, we'll take certain parts of a story and we'll make it like that. And then we'll just like make everything else up. And that's like, well, well, what is the point of doing that when you actually have source material to go off of? Yeah. And then they kind of explain it away with, well, you know, this was really him, you know, learning, you know, who he was becoming. So he was becoming a mass murderer. Like, is, is this really like how Superman becomes Superman? I mean, you look at, you know, Batman, Especially, you know, Christian Bale's Batman yep. in The Dark Knight. He constantly, even Ben Affleck's Batman, even though he was really damaged in the beginning, but he eventually got to that point where killing was not an option. And Christian Bale's Batman repeated it over and over and over again, where he True. was not going to use guns to subdue his enemies. Like he said it over and over and over again. Well, I mean, if... You I mean, this is for you comic book nerds out there. I mean, technically, in the like the very beginnings of Batman, yes, he used an actual like pistols that actually like go against enemies and everything else. And then they they scrapped that idea because they're like, wait a minute, this isn't really what we're trying to portray him as. Like, yes, he's a dark character, but there's no reason to be like that dark. Like, he can be dark on his own without having to use, you know, simple weapons. In that case, like he can be a weapon of his own. And I think that was the whole point with Batman. It's like, even though he's human. Like some of the best, even some of the best villains were like, you know what? One of the hardest, you know, superheroes to go against is honestly Batman because he knows every move. He knows what he should be doing, like already 15 steps ahead. And, yeah. and you don't like he already has plans. I mean, here, like even in the comic books and even in some of the animated series, like he already had, you know, plans for like how to take down all the superheroes. Like he even said, like, hey, I have a backup plan if some like if Superman goes, you know, insane. Right. Like he already had that plan of like, yep, I know how to, you know, subdue him and I, I know how to like, you know, take him down if needed. Right. But it's he was only doing it to protect basically humanity. Right. But it, it's you're right, though. I mean, like in a lot of these movies, they're like, yeah, we're going to make him we're going to make him dark. Yeah. They pick we're going to make them. They pick and choose what they want. And then they kind of 
what we we should do it this way so it's a little edgier and that's why you have so many of these interpretations because when the movie comes out real fans of superman real fans of batman look at these characters and they go what is this garbage like what like this isn't that this isn't the superman that i've grown up to love like this isn't the batman that i know even though you know christian bale did a great job as batman I think Ben Affleck could have done a great job had he been given a good movie to do. Right. And I mean, technically, like I said, like when, when it comes to like the Batman like series, I mean, granted, yes, we've, we can all say that Michael Keaton was definitely one of the greatest Batmans to, to play him. But like, if we're talking about a darker, edgier version of Batman, I understand like people say, oh, well, Christian Bale's like, you know, voice that he does is, is kind of like, whatever <laughs> i mean it's not wrong but i mean but he but the thing is though is like he does portray him as like that's what he should be like in like even in the beginning of the what was it batman begins like like he trains to be the ultimate like i wouldn't say assassin but like literally the it like, brought realism to like the batman world it wasn't i mean it wasn't batman and robin you know where where oh, yeah, like, yeah, like everything Floney, became yeah. like over the top fantastical um, it, it brought realism, especially like when, you know, Bane showed up and those, you know, characters, like it was real. It wasn't like, I would say comic booky. Like it wasn't straight off a comic book. It was, if you were seeing these characters come off the street. Right. In like current modern day times, like that was the whole you know point of it. Like even with like Heath Ledger being, you know, the Joker, like he, I mean, till this day, like I, I consider him. Besides the voice, okay, like he, to me, he was a great Joker. Like, it, like to me, and I understand that most people may not agree, but he portrayed him so well. And I understand, like you know, you and I talked about like uh, like Jared Leto, like being like a little bit more crazier and insane with his role on Joker. But I think with Joker, it's it's also a really hard role to be, you know, become him, right? Because yeah. you have to get that laugh. You have to be literally almost insane. To it's, another degree. It's tough with Leto because with, with his Joker, it's tough to get past the looks. And instantly when they first, you know, before the movie even came out, <laughs> when they shared what he was going to look like, it was like, this what isn't a, the joke. Come on. Like, you've got to be kidding. Like, this yeah. is this is like when they first showed the, the picture of yeah, yeah. Uh, Sonic. <laughs> yeah, you, know, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. they did yeah. that on purpose so that we like they could get that fan response and that's almost what i was thinking they were doing with like sharing that photo was like they were getting a fan response well to see like if they like it we'll keep it if they hate it then we'll we'll change up the character but they actually kept that look well I, i'm also going to say this about because i mean granted this was in suicide squad right because the, the crappy part about this is that he technically had enough scenes to make his own movie he did and the problem was, is they didn't want to release it. They didn't want to do anything with it. So they just scrapped the whole thing and they only kept them in those particular scenes. And I'm like, well, now you're just doing him a disservice because like you've already recorded and, you know, produced all this stuff. So why all of a sudden do you want to just be like, you know, man, you, you, you did a great job, but um, yeah, everything we just did, we just, uh, we tossed it in the trash and uh, you have a nice day. And then of course, Jared yeah. was like, well, 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 again, he's never playing Joker again because he even he's like, no, nah, I'm not doing this again because yeah. why would you do that? And this is what we're talking about with DC, right? Is it's this idea that, you know, they have these characters, they have all these things in place, they have all these ideas that they want to do, 
And then they're just going to be like, okay, everything you've just seen, like in the last, let's say 20 years, basically it just trash it, like get rid of it now, forget everything that just happened. And we're going to restart all over again. I now, mean, it, I, you know, do they need a restart? Yes, they absolutely do need a restart, but I think for, for DC to actually find success, they, I think they honestly just need to maybe take a step back and maybe focus on, you know, non-major characters. And it sounds silly, but like maybe not immediately focusing on making another Superman movie or another Batman movie, focusing on, on projects that we haven't seen in, in a long time. Like, I know that they're focusing on doing Swamp Thing. Like, we haven't seen Swamp Things. I mean, they made a show on it, but who's seen it? Maybe no, maybe yeah. the 10 people that actually wa could watch it? I mean, so, like, think of, like, um, granted, like, I know the TV show, like, Arrow, right? So, if, like, you did Arrow, you did Legends of Tomorrow, you did things like that, where I'm not saying that Green Arrow isn't a popular character. He's actually one of my favorites from, like, DC-wise. But he would be a really interesting like kind of take on like the Batman in a different way. Right. Cause like, if you watch the TV show, like it, it really put realism into his character. Like if you did a movie on that, absolutely. Like if you actually made either the, what was it? Stephen Amell, make him the actual character, like, and actually do it in a, like a live action or have someone very similar to him. Like, honestly, I would watch that and I'd be like, okay, I'm game. I'm good. Let, let's watch this you know, and it makes more sense. But if you start adding, like, like you were saying, Matt, like Superman, Batman, Aquaman, uh, Wonder Woman, um, you know, Martian, actually Martian Manhunter wouldn't be a bad one either. Right. Because granted they, they showed him on, was it uh, Supergirl? And, you know, of course the animated series, but we don't see like a live action portrayal, right? Like, like I would love to see those kinds of characters come into play. And like somehow they they get into the universe and, and you know start to develop the Justice League later on, like yeah. that's the kind of stuff that we need to we need to start focusing on. And I agree because the more major characters you bring up, the more people are going to get you know disappointed and they're not going to want to watch it and they're going to be like, you know what, why am I even wanting to listen or want to hear from you know James Gunn or Peter Saffron? You know, like why do I want to hear from these guys if they don't actually want to do what's right? Yeah. And I mean, they did make a Watchmen, you know, uh, a Watchmen movie, and for for what it's worth, I mean, it is it is okay, <laughs> you know. But wait, are you well, you're talking about the one while back, right? You're yeah. talking about what was it, 2011, I think, or 2012, whatever. Yeah, I mean, they made a movie. They they did make it like one season of a TV show. Right. Yes, I do remember that. But like, at least the TV show kind of like followed up on the events of the movie, which right. was nice. Right. But it. I, I agree. That would they, be another property that you you potentially could reboot and tell a different story. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think you could definitely make a great movie out of it, and I think you can actually bring in maybe even some other characters that you— You could actually individualize the whole Watchmen thing and do a Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. You can do, you know, a whole bunch of, you know, smaller movies— without having to go and this is what i'm saying like you don't have to immediately go directly to superman which james gunn you know pretty much already is even though you know the very first 
project that, and you've already said the name, but the very first project, the very first character that's going to be the legitimate character in the DC reboot for DC is Blue Beetle. Right. Which... And I told you, who the heck is Blue Beetle? Right. So, like, if you look back at the comments, yeah, like, I, I can't remember his exact name, but, like, yes, the original guy was, he was a doctor. It was kind of like, um, kind of like Hank Pym in the, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe. But, like, they're focusing on a guy, was it, uh, was Rojas, I think it was the last name? I'm trying to remember, like, or, oh, no. Anyways, it doesn't matter. The, the point is, is, like, this kid, basically the person that's playing it is, like, this this young kid who's probably, like, a teenager, really. And they're making him like this major star role in, you know, the Blue Beetle movie. And it's like, I, I don't understand. Like, I mean, granted, like the, the comics, like they're basing it off of like, you know, some of the newer stuff, which is fine. Kind of like what Marvel's doing now. But I don't think that, you know, putting Blue Beetle as the very first movie, you know, to right. be the reboot. Like, I don't think yeah. that's the wisest decision you can make. No, and... Granted, like, DC, like, I've never followed the comic books, you know, guilty as charged, whatever, say what you will. But, like, I can't be the only one that's, like, who cares about Blue Beetle? I mean, granted, when Marvel started really coming around with the Marvel movies, I only sort of knew who Iron Man was. I only sort of knew who Thor was. So I, I did come around. But, but a, you know, a character like Blue Beetle, really? I, so <laughs> I, think, I think the real thing is, is like, you, you can't, know, you can't make this stuff up. I'm sorry. Like you just no, no, can't, no. You can't I, make it up. I agree. But so really what they could do is kind of like the, the TV show Young Justice. You know what I'm talking about? So like, yeah, if you take some of those characters, right. So if you want to make it more modern, right. And make it, you know, right now, like for, for kids now or generations now, like start taking some of those characters and like start building it up. And then you could start introducing like some of the major, you know, players again, you know, cause like, I mean, granted Marvel's kind of doing that same thing where, you know, they're doing the young Avengers and they're, they're kind of introducing some other characters, but it's like, you could do the same thing. You could literally bring in, you know, the next generation of, of superheroes, which is nice, but you know, you need to do it in a way that's actually going to make sense that you can introduce other characters without having to, you know, manipulate anything, you know, tell a different story. But it's like there's no reason why, you know, DC, in my personal opinion, has no excuses. Like they've they've had too many chances. They've ruined a lot of them. And I think at the end of the day, like I agree with you, Matt, they need to do a reboot, but they need to be smart about it. Yeah, I think I think they need to be smart about it. And. There are DC characters that most people, I think, don't think are DC, like, within the DC universe. Like, for one, the Preacher. What was it, the Preacher? The Preacher. They actually did a show. I don't, okay, I don't know anything about this, so I'm curious. And the, the show is kind of crazy, but um, the the Preacher is a DC character. Um, and he's basically, you know, it's it's a crazy story. Um, I, I don't quite know it off the top of my head, but it is kind of more of a supernatural. Um, Would it be like similar to Constantine? 
or a little, little maybe not less, probably like less dark than what Constantine really was. It's very similar to that. I mean, it's, it's obviously he's, you know, the main character is a preacher. Um, from what I remember from the show, he's basically kind of this, like, he's, you know, chain smoking, drink, drinking Southern preacher. Um, he kind of like just becomes infused with this, like, ex this power. But it's like holy being, I don't know, like. It's, it's what I believe it's, he thinks it's from God. Okay. But it's, I guess it's like from what I remember from, it's actually like the being is like half angel, half demon. Huh. It, it's, it's a, it's kind of a combination of both. So it gives him the ability to control others um, and a slew of other things. But he's, it's, it's an interesting show and the show gets kind of crazy towards the end, but he's a DC character. And if you develop it the right way, it's it's a story that hasn't been told in film. I mean, I can think of another one. This is a totally random one, but Booster Gold. Like you know, he's a he's a basically a from what I can remember from the like the animated show and like comics. So it's you know, Booster Gold is this future you know character basically that comes back from the past, but he has all these like gizmos and gadgets and stuff, and basically becomes his own like self-made superhero kind of a thing yeah and you know he he turns out to be this like pompous jerk and you know in the beginning and then but he like learns from like other superheroes that hey you know i don't need to be that way now i mean granted i understand that maybe it's not like the greatest start to you know a reboot but i mean like characters like preacher like booster gold uh, I don't know, Elastic Man, you know, like, like random, I mean, like, I'm thinking of random ones here, but like, Polka Dot Man, Polka Dot Man, well, no, they already did that, they already did Polka Dot Man, and he's a villain, technically, but, you know, he is, yeah. so, the the whole thing is, though, is like, you can start creating, the Sandman, no, they actually did a oh. show, I, I mean, they did a Netflix show, but, I mean, he would be an interesting enough character, where if you developed it the right way, you know, and you can cross that into you know lucifer morningstar which they actually did the show lucifer right which technically is a dc character which is a dc character so i mean loose i mean i'll tell you what though if they made lucifer on the big screen and actually if it was the same character like the same actor who played oh my god man i'd i'd watch that in a heartbeat like i would seriously that guy, movie. i mean that guy is seriously cool he on the show, yeah honestly but that's what i'm saying like if you took characters like that if you took lucifer you took you know the preacher you know, Booster Gold, Elastic Man, Polka Dime Man, I don't care what man. I mean, the point is, is you take all these characters, you, you make them new, you, you tell a different story. You don't focus on the main characters that are really DC, you know, the Justice League. I mean, when we think of Justice League, it's like the main characters and, and all this stuff, which has already been portrayed on multiple occasions and in different, you know, you know, let's say the 90s, the, you know, friggin' 2000s, whatever. I mean, like, They've already they've already made them, and it doesn't help when, like we've said, probably to really end on this point, is we've you keep creating the same stuff with different like different people who portray these characters, and it doesn't change anything because we've seen the right. same story, we've seen the same things. If you're gonna do something, start new, start with new characters, hopefully get actors who aren't going to jail. And 
you well, know, I think <laughs> we're gonna I mean, be doing that, but like we, you know, like we said in the video game adaptation, you know, follow kind of what they were doing with The Last of Us. Get people who are actually loving the source material. And that's like, I think where you get gold is when you have writers and producers that actually 100% love the source material, you're going to have a movie that follows that. If you have writers and producers and all these people involved in doing a movie with Superman, they don't even know who Superman is, don't know his story, haven't even picked up a Superman comic, you're going to get Man of Steel. Well, and I, I feel like you also need to like include some of the comic book writers, right? Because like I feel like these are the guys who actually tell the story. They understand the character. They've been doing it for so long. I mean, granted, it's not the original comic book, you know, creators of the that are telling the story, like Stan Lee and whatnot. But if you can get even close to, you know, more modern day, you know, people that are doing like, hey, you know, I'm doing the Superman comics, I'm doing the Batman comics, I'm doing all this then get those people in there because either they picked up a comic book from like way back when and they understand. And that's why they're telling these stories and maybe include them in these, you know, these movies, because at the end of the day, you're not doing any justice, man. I mean, no. you're rebooting it and you're creating basically crap. And they're already, I mean, I, we're kind of wrapping it up here, but I mean, James Gunn is already planning a Superman movie called Superman legacy, which is supposed to be, you know, kind of the early days of, you know, Clark Kent becoming Superman. So basically like Smallville. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> in, it's, a it's, it's been, in, a, in a sense, yes. So we, we already have that. And if you've followed anything with DC in the past, what, six months, eight months? I don't know, maybe a year, sure. Since, you know, Henry Cavill been, has been like let go from his Superman role. I, I'll tell you. Like the people that they've posted and these are all just rumors. And I know like I've never followed these rumors until they're actually true because most people just post crap anyways. The people that they're posting, I swear, like, are you picking people that look like Henry Cavill? Because every single picture of these actors, 95% look exactly like Henry Cavill. So why don't you just pick Henry Cavill to play the darn role? <laughs> If or you're going to pick an actor who might be 10 years younger and you go, hey, I think he looks like Henry Cavill. I think he's a good choice. But the guy can't act his way out of a paper so, bag. So I guess at the end of the day, it's like if you're choosing people based off of looks, right? I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, if you I couldn't imagine Samuel L. Jackson not being Nick Fury, right? But like. But you're not picking him based on no, how he looks. No, <laughs> no, but like, you know what I mean? Like if I, if somebody was like, you know what? Hey, you know what? And I'm, I'm not trying to be like anything, but like, well, this guy looks exactly like Samuel Jackson. I think I'm going to make him. Well, Samuel Jackson actually actually was the model for the ultimate. Yeah, for the Nick Fury, Nick Fury. Yeah, back in the day. But it's like, but again, I mean, they chose him and, and guess what? They it, it was worked out well. But like, like you're saying about Henry Cavill and, you know, I God, God forbid that they're going to like, if once they, I don't know, choose a, ba a Batman again, like who are they going to play? Are you going to try to get Batflick again? Are you trying to get, you know, all these randos are like, oh, wait, you know what? We're going to find a guy that looks exactly 
Like, you know, Ben Affleck. Like, you know, it's like, no. I'm like actually, that's... you know, I'm actually on the boat of Jensen Ackles. Um, initially, I was kind of skeptical on that one. But... Wait, are you talking about the guy that... Um, Supernatural? Supernatural. Um, he was also in the latest episode of The Boys, which if you... If you watch The Boys, one, watch it by yourself. Yeah, but don't he, watch it with your family. He was in that last episode, you know, in the last series of, of The Boys. And seeing him kind of in that, you know, superhero kind of role, I could actually, I mean, he's, he's in that, you know, 40, you know, year old range. I think yeah. he has, you know, he has the facial structure for, for the cowl. You know, does he need to bulk up? Yeah. I mean, like most actors, yeah, yeah. Could you hide some of the bulk with the Batman suit? Yeah, you could. But I think for his age, I think he could probably pull it off, and that's my, where my vote would. I mean, honestly, like that's where my vote would go. Like, I think he's a decent enough actor. I think he could pull it off. For what it's worth, Robert Pattinson. I mean, he did a good job as Batman, but even his Batman. Guess what? DC Elseworlds, baby. <laughs> Guess what? Twilight, baby. No, no. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But like, you know, you get you take Maybe that's why he's in the shadow, so he doesn't <laughs> so he doesn't shine so bright. <laughs> no. So I mean, I guess at the end of the day, it's like, you know, when you when you start to choose these characters, you know, or sorry, not characters, but these actors and, and actresses, you know, to play these like iconic, you know, roles of characters and whatnot. You know, like Matt and I were saying, it's like you know, pick people that one are going to actually, like I said, either stick to the role, not get arrested. Hopefully, you know, people that are going to be, you know, doing this for a long time. I mean, like I said, look at Marvel, look at what they've done, right? They, they chose characters or they chose actors and actresses that actually have played these roles for so long. And now they're moving on and doing other things, but they stuck to the role, right? They, they, they were committed to that role. They didn't change these people. And so hopefully with James Gunn, and Peter Saffron, like they, they choose the right people. They choose the right, you know, people to play these characters, but really just hopefully create a story that actually makes sense and actually can, you know, be brought forward instead of just like, okay, we're going to make a movie. Oh, all right. Scratch that. We're going to make that into Elseworlds again and then keep doing that. Like if you're going to make a movie, stick with it. And, and that's a problem with DC is, and this is, I think Marvel is different where Marvel didn't just pop out a movie and then another movie and then another movie and then another movie. Like when Marvel started this whole thing, they added like those particular end credit scenes with a particular purpose to connect all the other movies together. And right. And so when they introduced other characters, it actually made sense right. when they started to do that. DC is just a movie pumping machine and yeah, they just don't understand. They don't understand the character. They don't understand like connecting the movies together. And maybe James Gunn will understand that because he's been actually part of it. And I seriously hope that he will. <laughs> I'm praying to God that he actually took whatever he got from Marvel and everything else and actually starts using it to DC because if he doesn't, uh, man, I'm sorry, man, but you're going to be the most hated man when it comes to DC. Yeah, and I mean, if the you know anything from the Flash is a tell tale sign of where DC is going, 
I mean, the movie made less than X-Men. Like, the movie X-Men, which was one of the worst box office bombs for Marvel. It made less than that. I mean... I think it only made like five or six million. Like, it's, oh, really? it's terrible. I did not it's, realize it. It's like that. one of the worst bombing movies in history right now. I mean, that's pretty sad. I mean, and that's DC for you. I mean, you know, DC was a powerhouse when it came to the comics and to the animated shows and even some of the TV shows that they made. Like, those were some great TV. Like, Smallville. I mean, who, if you, even if you didn't know Superman, that show was just amazing in its own right. It, it was amazing, but it always frustrated me how, you know, Tom Welling's character could be so dumb Every single episode, especially as like the later, you know, oh, season, yeah. like the, <laughs> no, the, yeah. the seasons got on, like, could you just stop it and become Superman already? Like, well, it was could like you just, well, I mean, my friends, my, like, could you just stop it already? Well, I mean, it, I mean, he did finally, but you never actually got to see him <laughs> in the, in the costume, which is, was just stupid. Yeah, 97 seasons later, he finally did. <laughs> no, I know. But but like, but... you know, so, yeah, I mean, and we'll get it to it during the TV episodes you know, episode, but we're, you know, team, the, the Titans TV show was great. I mean, I did actually Doom Patrol was probably one, like those two shows probably were of all the shows were probably the best. And now they're completely irrelevant. I mean, if we're, again, I always love the animated stuff. I always love the Superman animated, the Batman animated, you know, just some of those are completely irrelevant. No, too. I know. But like, even, I mean, <laughs> even the newer, like animated, like the young justice was like, it did, it told a story. And I mean, it's still going on technically, but I know, love like the, not that teen Titans go because that sucks. No, you're talking the about the original, original teen Titans, Titans yeah. was a great like cartoon. It wasn't really an animated. I mean, it is animated, but it was a cartoon. I mean, let's call it what it is, but Teen Titans Go needs to go. <laughs> no, I agree. It's just a parody, like at this point, and they've even said I mean, it. they had funny moments. Yeah, but the whole show is very annoying. But I mean, like I think what Matt and I are trying to say, Team Marvel all the way, <laughs> like at the end of the day, because unless DC I really, I mean, step up. yeah, I I really hope that they that they step up, and I'm really hopeful for Blue Beetle, but. I, I mean, I'm not crossing my fingers and saying like, oh, it's going to be an instant success. I mean, who knows? I mean, George Lopez is in it, so <laughs> I don't know if that means anything. I think that makes it worse, but <laughs> I mean, you look at the Flash that just came out. It 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 basically, I mean, it's it's bombed in the in the box office. It's it's a huge failure. I, I think it's only saving grace is Michael Keaton. I think that's the only saving it, grace, and that's I think what they were trying for, and. He, you look at the animation and it, it, it it's rubbery. It looks half done. And they go, oh, yeah, we did that on purpose. No, you didn't. No, if you really did no, that. No, on you purpose. didn't. There, there's a scene and I haven't seen it yet, but I've seen a preview of it. There's a scene where, you know, there's multi levels of kind of this like multiverse that's crashing through. And you have these different Adam West Batmans that are running what? around on this track. I don't know why they're running. Yeah. No, okay. You know what? Maybe I think you and I should just watch it and then but, give us a review on that. But yeah, if you look closely at the Adam West Batman's, 
the the CGI that they did on these on these Batmans, the Adam West Batman has no bat ears on his cowl. <laughs> and that's like how silly it is. Like it, it's it's just how? I I don't know. Like I said, but I mean, I guess like we've said, unless I have my words, I just can't say them here. No, I, I do too. <laughs> and I, and I, you know what? I think we're I think we're at a stopping point, bud, because I, I think I, we've, we've already made our point here. I can say, I mean, as far as speedsters and you know, Quicksilver being what you know, being what he is in Marvel, hands down, I mean, my dude's the Flash, and to see the portrayal of the Flash in this way, like, really saddens me, because the Flash is my guy, like. No, I agree with you. I love the Flash. I love the character itself. But when you have, you know, Ezra, is it Ezra Miller, right? Yeah. Um, you know, when you have him, like I said, and, and just him betraying him, it's not, it's not doing him any justice. Like when we watched Grant Gustin play the Flash, that was the Flash. Like he embodied that, and that was what honestly, and I'm gonna, you know, slightly say this, but it 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 frustrates me because. It, it's because, like, they get all these great TV shows like the CW, and I know, again, we're going to talk about it in the TV shows, but, you know, you have these great characters and these great actors that play them, and then yeah, you're not yeah. using them, and it's stupid because what is Marvel doing? What did they just do with Daredevil and Kingpin? They chose the same actors that played them in the Netflix series and then put them on the big screen. Why aren't you doing the same thing? Why don't you, James Gunn, if you're listening, I maybe one day, maybe not. Who knows? Maybe. Why aren't you doing that? There's so many things that you could be doing. You can take Stephen Amell. Um, you know, you could take Grant Gustin. You could take all these characters and put them into the movies, man. Yeah. I mean, they can say all day, like, oh, we listen to the fan. No, they don't. If you listen to the fans, you would have, you know, Oscar winning movies. Every time you made one of these, it would win awards, not just for, oh, awesome CGI or, or great writing, which I don't know if there's been a comic book movie that had great writing in it and gotten an award for it. But I mean, maybe Endgame. I don't know. I mean, you'd have to look that up. But, you know, you look at CGI and you look at some of those teams. Yeah, they've won awards because what they you know, the work that they put in is great. But sometimes you look at the storytelling, you know. And again, I'll pick on I'll pick on Man of Steel all day. Why on earth would Superman give himself up to the American government? That would be like Captain America doing the same thing. W would that happen? No. No. Not a chance. Not a chance. But he did it. No, you're right. I mean, like like I said, and he went to jail. He sat he sat in a jail. Like like he's not Superman. Like really. Like at the end of the day, it. It, it's just it's a sad day for DC fans, and I'm and I'm just gonna say it. That's why we're both Marvel fans, because we maybe we should go on strike. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me started on a writer's strike, man. Because I'm actually surprised DC's even making movies with this writer's strike. Oh, they're not. Well, I mean, not now, but I mean, at the same time, it's just like I said, it's a sad day for anybody who even loves DC as itself. I mean, that's why you know you got to go team Marvel right now until like we said, DC steps up the game and they can start making movies that are even worthy to watch. But on that note, Matt, for real this time. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I think we've yeah. gone long enough. All right. So guys, we appreciate you guys listening for, especially our rants since this is a longer episode than we intended. But, um, but again, we appreciate your support. We love doing this for you guys, but 
as always, stay geeky. Stay geeky.